Well, hello, and welcome to Romance at a Glance, Authors at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today I am talking to author Kat Blackthorne. You guys, I found her on TikTok, and not only did I love the cover of Hot Wife, it's like this beautiful red lips biting a beautiful diamond ring, and I was like, uh, yes, I am picking up what you're putting down. Um, but she also writes, daddies, not fathers, which I thought was a fun tagline, and has tons of non-stereotypical heroines and main characters, so like plus-size, mid-size, disabled, dad bods. LGBTQ plus folks like and women who embrace their sensuality. That's from her website. I read it. It's cool. Um, also, you guys, she has an entire uh, page called Trips and Triggers on her website, which I absolutely love because, first of all, it's wonderful for readers to make sure that they know what they're getting into so that they don't get triggered. But also, it just helps me know if I want to read it. Do I want to read about two brothers, friends to lovers, into love? Uh, yes, I do, because there's also consensual backdoor play, consensual graphic sexual scenes, including a threesome, uh, unprotected sex, and, you know, all kinds of deliciousness. So it's like, you know, it, it helps in both ways. We had a great time talking. I am just loving Kat. I feel like uh, we should be friends. And I thought her story was wonderful about how she became an author and decided to go for it. And her book is really good. I really enjoyed reading Hot Wife. Uh, it was steamy and fun in all the right ways. And I hope you enjoy our chat. So without further ado, let's get this shit popping. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. So Kat, I'm very excited that you're here. So I did discover you on TikTok and then I was just really excited because we were looking for, I think we were looking for dad tropes was how we came upon you mm-hmm. for our trope season. And we were like, oh, can we do like a, like a best friend's dad? dad? You know, like we we're trying to just figure out like, well, how we're going to mix the dads in. Cause we didn't know if we wanted to go like only taboo dads or did we want to do like mm-hmm. a single dad, two dads. And then I was kind so of reading many. through your catalog. So many dads. Just so many <laughs> options. And then I was reading through your catalog. And a few things were the reason that we wanted to chat with you, which was that you have a lot of different types of representation. So not just in your pairings, but like people who have prosthetics, people who are, you know, have like different, like mid-sized fat, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of different rep. Um is that something that you like intentionally did right away? Did these characters sort of like come to you and you're like, oh, it just makes sense for this character? How'd that all come about? Yeah, that is definitely a mix of both. It's intentional and fortunate that these characters appeared that way. But also I always want to be representing different bodies, different abilities, different mental health because I think there's a place for all of that in romance and I don't read it a lot. And I kind of have the opinion that all of those things can be sexy. Mm. I think all different abilities and bodies and, you know, all of it is hot to me. So why wouldn't I write about it? I, it's not just, uh, just throwing it in there. Like I, I genuinely find my characters attractive, no matter (laughs) their bodies and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you because I mean, in this journey on the podcast, we have read all kind. I mean, just like all kinds of different. And I'm like, if I can be attracted to a lizard <laughs> or a spider <laughs> or an alien, yeah, then I, then I certainly can be attracted to all types of human beings. Mm-hmm. So I was most recently reading Hot Wife, and first of all, I love your cover. 
Oh, thank you. you. I will put a, I will put a picture on the website or go on Amazon or something, but it's like a woman's mouth with like this shiny red lipstick biting <laughs> like a diamond ring. It says hot wife in her mouth. I was immediately like, oh, I know what I'm getting. And I appreciate that so Good. much because I feel like the trend is very much that like illustrated cover look. Mm-hmm. And then I never know like what kind of spice I'm getting, but looking at your cover, I'm like, oh, they're going to fuck. And it's going to be great. <laughs> like that's immediately I know that it's going to be see me. It's exactly what I was like, going for. <laughs> I feel like you did. Did you have like a cover designer? Did you find the stock image? Like, uh, how yeah, you- all of the above. I found the stock image. I got someone to throw it together for me. I went the moment I saw it. I was like, oh my God, that yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful image. And like the ring is so shiny. Yeah, I just love it. So much symbolism, I think. Yeah. I also really like that you have, so we've been seeing, I'm sure you've seen on TikTok too, like how some creators are like, oh, I don't want to do content warnings. I want to, and I love that on your website, you have like, I mean, the full list. (laughs) Like you don't just like have like one or two, like you have, like it's so specific. Like I'll just read Mm -hmm. one of them just so you guys can understand. It's like mention of drug use, anti-feminist language by antagonists, graphic consensual sexual content, including toys and the female, 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 or threesome rep, unprotected sex. Like they're very detailed. And I, I just appreciate that because we on the podcast are firmly on your, like your camp where like more information is good information. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm like, okay, in that book, there's a threesome. That doesn't ruin it for me. I don't exactly. care. Like, that doesn't ruin it for me at all. But like, it could absolutely ruin it for me if like, I don't know, like oh, if I'm a recovering addict or something and there's drug mm-hmm. use in it, that could absolutely ruin the book for me. So mm-hmm. as a reader prior to starting to write, like, did you run into that? And then it kind of came to the forefront for you? Yeah. Um, I like to know what I'm getting into. I myself have specific and weird anxieties and triggers uh, that most that a lot of people probably don't have. And I just felt it would be best to give as many. I mean, it seemed that readers really wanted content warnings. And I was like, oh, I will give you every single content warning I can think of. Like, mention of pregnancy, hospital environment, you know, like driving fast, like whatever I can think of that might trigger someone because I want my books to be a safe place for, for everyone. And, you know, if you need to look over the content and make sure that my book is for you before you read it, then I want to give you all the information possible. Mm-hmm. And I also find, I don't know if you've ever heard from readers, but a lot of times I will read a content warning and then be like, oh, that's the book for me. Because <laughs> totally. I'm like, oh, a consensual backdoor play, like, oh, I'm not for that book. Or like, totally. you know, like, well, whatever it is, I'll be like, someone else in the, sometimes I read through Goodreads. And if there's like a bunch of one stars that are like, this book is too sexual. I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, oh, I know I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't Say interested more. before, but now, <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking, oh, they had sex on page 11. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Intriguing. Skipping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll skip first 10 pages. <laughs> when you're writing, do you ever like think to yourself like, oh, I don't feel like I added enough sex or, oh, I think I should add more sex or is it, does it all kind of like flow naturally? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it depends on the couple. 
I think for the most part, I think it flows naturally. It's hard sometimes not to be influenced by what I think readers probably want and to sort of stay true to who I think the characters are and what they would do and, and adding spice Mm -hmm. accordingly. Yeah. And like building tension. I will say that, um, and hot wife, when she meets him in the weight room, I was like, <laughs> <"What the hell?" laughs> Oh, Hello. I know. Men working out. Yeah, just. I know. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, in real life, again, totally separate from, like, a book life. In book life, I like a lot of things that I do not like in real life. Right. But in book life and consensually in real life, I love when someone, like, invades your personal space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, up in your like maybe like you feel their breath on your neck or something and you're just like shivering all over and you're like who is happening it's that cocky sort of arrogance that like hot guy sort of Mm -hmm. sureness about themselves like oh I just met you but I'm gonna get this close and you're gonna be okay with it it's like oh wow (laughs) yes I'm very okay with it (laughs) (laughs) yes uh I I also like so when you're writing, like, what's your favorite part? Because you have, a, like, or at least the books I've read, they're, like, very witty and have, like, a lot of funny little moments, like her talking to the other doctor wives or surgeon club or whatever they were calling themselves. Yeah. Do you, like, is your favorite part, like, writing the meet cute or the, like, the banter between everyone, the group scenes? Like, what's, what's. The thing oh, that- yeah. Banter for sure. I love, I love banter in it it's never something that I plan. It's always something that sort of happens as I'm writing and I am just as entertained as I hope readers are as I'm reading it or writing it. Uh But I love, I love witty banter back and forth and funny observations. And I love it when I can put that in places people don't expect it to be. Like if I can make you laugh in a spicy romance, then I just, I I enjoy giving that surprise. Uh that's I mean that is my cat now if Shawnee was here she would tell you that is <laughs> I love banter and I love spice in the heart and stuff but if you can like hit me with the funny feels in amidst the, the spice like that's the pinnacle of of my reading <laughs> totally. <dreams> right there. <laughs> so when did you like start writing like how, how did your did you always write and then just sort of found romance or did you one day say like I could write this something yeah so I always wanted to write and I got started in corporate writing for big companies and writing copy and I thought that's what I was gonna do and then in 2019 I was diagnosed with cancer and I went through that whole process of, of surgery and then COVID hit and it was just an intense year or so. And I just remember thinking through that experience. I was like, man, I can't, I'm not going to write copy for the rest of my life. This isn't what I want to do. I want to write, I want to write romance and I want to write stories. And I've just got more writing in me than sending emails to people Mm -hmm. for big companies. So I just started writing my paws off. As soon as I was able, it was kind of my North star while I was going through all of that was like, okay, like when I'm better, I'm going to write. When I get out of here, I'm going to write. When this is improved, I'm going to write. And then I've just been writing my paws off 
ever since, ever since 2019. That's, I mean, that's, I feel like, first of all, happy that you've gotten through that. Thank you. And secondly, I think that North Star so so important to have something else to look forward to and on your mind as like a goal, especially as you've going through any like rehab and medicines yeah, and totally. hospital stays, and especially like right before COVID too, because then it's like you're trapped at home now. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And and I always hope too. I guess my biggest hope with everything that I write is that someday or somehow something that I write or a book that I write is someone else's North Star that, you know, gets them out of their place or at least gives them a mental break for a while um, from whatever they're going through and sort of lets them know that they're not alone in some sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the the best part about romance for me at least is that I can read it and know that like no matter how much bad stuff happens at the end I'll be happy yeah, but like even yeah. if the book has some twists and turns or or there's you know the third act you know disagreement or breakup or whatever I know at the end it'll all be okay and happily I can, ever after <laughs> exactly soak that goodness um and improve my mood and have a you know have a better outlook on things exactly so have you transitioned into writing like full time now? Yes. Since it's mm-hmm. been three, three years. Yes, I have. Yeah. And how did you, how did you find that transition? Like, did you like, obviously you said you were like going through cancer treatments and sort of the illness. Did you like right away transition? Did you give yourself a year or how, how did you kind of work through that? Yeah. So I, it did take about a year. I wrote one book. And then after that, I started writing a much longer book, and that was with a sweet protagonist who was just sunshine to his grumpy, and she was just so sweet and wonderful. And I got towards the end of that and and needed uh, something else, needed someone the opposite of her. So I wrote Stealing Your Dad, mm-hmm. who is the opposite. She is a sexual vivacious very crass you know uh person who I just like love and adore and stole her ex-boyfriend's dad um and so I released that and then that one got pretty popular and so I I just um stuck with some novellas for a while and I've just gone from there that's awesome first of all I think that is such a fun plot like we've read um we read one other book that has like a, she wasn't on purpose stealing the dad, but ended up falling for the dad. <laughs> yeah. And there's something so deliciously taboo and like, and also just like such a way to spit in their face and just be like, well, fuck you. Like, <laughs> totally. I'll need you. I got your dad. Like, it's so fun. Right. In real life, like, super gross. <laughs> I think, like, personally, all the dads of the people I've dated, like, no, I've never had, none of them oh, ever yeah. had like young, young, hot dads. They were all like dad dads, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the whole, you know, the fantasy of, you know, you're old enough to be looking at the son and also the dad, like, mm, which one? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That is the fantasy of like, I, I, I forget. I think Shawnee was saying that the other day or someone was telling me that the other day that they're now at the age in their thirties where they can like 
hit on the dads, but also the sons who are like in their twenties <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. Which, which I thought was a really funny way because I've been married now for I think six years and we've been together for eight. So it's like, I'm not hitting on anyone. Although after reading hot wife, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I yeah, need I mean, to be hot wifing. There's always there's room always, for more. <laughs> always room for a military man. Just You know, if he bites you on the there. neck, he bites you on the neck and you just gotta... <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's you can't. Like, you can't say no. <laughs> you can't say no to that. <laughs> Got to make it work. I did think that, uh, like, you did write her, like, loneliness, I thought, at the beginning very well, where she's like, there's really no reason for me to be upset except for, like, I want him to just, like, rail me into the couch. Like, that's all I ask for. Everything else is great. I just want you to have sex with me in the shower. Like, yeah. I just missed like that touching intimacy. And I think a lot of people, at least in like pop culture, you see they like, or you hear people being like, oh, my husband and I haven't had sex in this long, or my wife and I haven't. And I feel like people forget that that's like such a big part of not even like the, the P and V, but like just any, like the kissing, the touching, the hugging, the stroking, the mm-hmm. all of it is so important in maintaining that, that intimacy and that connection. Yeah. And it is so important. And then, you know, sometimes you're married for a while and things go stale in that department. Or sometimes, you know, I think people get in relationships with someone and and you have very unequal sex drives. And that's Mm -hmm. a challenge. You know, maybe one person is not as sexual and you're very sexual. And then that's just kind of a, an issue um, that I haven't seen explored a lot that I think is like a potentially sexy problem to solve if you come at it mm-hmm. the right way but also like you said very lonely mm-hmm. yeah because you don't wanna, like make the other person she doesn't want to like make him feel bad she loves him still mm-hmm. I think I I do I do in general think that it would be so funny to have I like the way she like sets it up she's like I have my burner phone I have my alternate personality <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like she's not like trying to have all these people know who she is. I thought that was really funny too. Yeah, exactly. So like, as you continue to write more, do you think you'll write like, you have like a couple that are in kind of a series? Do you think they'll do like more series and like the kind of hot wife realm? Do you think you'll do standalones? Like what are you hoping or what are the next books you're hoping to write? Yeah. So the next, the next is going to be in the same series, a um, holiday special and it's continuing off of hot life which is the second book of hot wife and I won't give too much of that away but it's just a continuation of some fun characters that we meet in hot life um and yeah from I'm releasing the Halloween boys in October and I've got a standalone sugar daddy book coming out and then also a mafia series coming out. So <laughs> I've That's got a lot, all a this lot year? of things, hopefully this year, if not uh, the mafia and, and sugar daddy early next year, but we'll see. How, how, how many hours a day do you write then? If you're writing, like, I'm like, Oh, what books are you writing? You're like, Oh, there's like eight coming out. this year. <laughs> it's June already. <laughs> I'm I know. Right. Like, I have to put my mania to good use and, you know, <laughs> right. But um, I write 
you know, between 3,000 and 5,000 words a day. So however many hours that takes, sometimes it's quicker than others. Um, Sometimes it's really late into the night because daytime just doesn't, daytime writing just doesn't do it for me. So it's usually late into the night that I'm just getting those words in or that I, I get a thought before bed and I can't go to sleep until I write it. So that's, that's my really healthy schedule right now. <laughs> really, really okay. healthy. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's Shawnee always laughs at me because she would send me messages as she was going to bed at like five, 6 AM after she's like a nighttime creative. So she like, doesn't really start firing until like nine, 10 PM. I get and it. And then she'll go until 5, 6 a.m., sometimes like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite. I'm like 9, 10 p.m. I'm like, it's bedtime. I need to get in my jams, read a book <laughs> a little, take a bath, go to bed, maybe watch a movie or something with the hubs. And then like I I also have a two and four year old, but then I'll just like wake up in the morning and I'll start working and I'll like crush through some work in the morning. So it's all about when your brain works. It's neither good yeah. nor bad. It's all the, it's all the same. It's all when you work. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, we get to decide that vibe as writers, you know, we don't have to mm-hmm. sit at a desk, you know, from nine to five, we can, you know, do like me and eat popcorn from eight to 2am and <laughs> write that way. And that, that freedom is yeah. really fun. It is fun. It is fun. That's like the thing I I would say this is the hardest about having kids is like when I get into a groove, like you get interrupted more. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I love you so much. Like get out of my face. <laughs> I was working, I was working today and one kid was sleeping, which is nice. The other one was supposed to be doing art and hanging out in my office, but not talking to me. She kept being like, hey, mom, how do you spell this? Hey, mom, how do you do this? And I was like, <laughs> at one point I had to be like, you can't speak to me for the next five minutes. I have to focus. You cannot talk to me. And she's like, oh, because I'm, distur- I'm disturbing you. And I said, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I know you're four, but you are disturbing me. Work time. <laughs> do your work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Children. When you, like, changed over... Because I presumably if you're copywriting, you're doing like a a standard nine to five. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like your writing got easier? I mean, it's obviously completely different kind of writing, but like it got easier in the sense that now you're working at the time when your brain is kind of firing versus before you're kind of like forcing yourself to work during the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It it is definitely an adjustment, both the hours and also just getting out of that robot mode of of corporate writing and then figuring out like well what is my voice because my voice has been a corporate robot for so many years like what what do I sound like or what's my style or my flow like figuring out all of those things and detaching from uh, business copywriting and and all that yeah yeah I do um uh like product videos writing so like you get you know, it. the little animated product yeah. video. So, mm-hmm. it's totally, so then when I go to my social media, I'm always like, Ooh, exclamation point, pop, emoji, yeah. pop. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're having fun with grammar. <laughs> I'm using slang words because I can. <laughs> I know it carries over. There's some overlap all the time. <laughs> the one nice thing is that you do learn like the rules of writing pretty well because you obviously have to like follow yeah. more rules. Mm-hmm. 
do you have a speaking of which you have your books sometimes we read indie authors and while we love them they need a little bit more copy editing do you do your, <laughs> do you have a copy editor that you work with because your books had no problems oh thank you that's such a good compliment to get um yeah I I write pretty clean but then I I also have you know at least two people go over it so like a copy editor a proofreader um just to catch anything that I might mess up because you know I just take it as a personal insult if I find something there's always something I mean there's something there's in all the hugest most yes. popular self-published books like are published tra- traditionally published books in the world there's yes. typos but it's like you know it, it's if there's one there it'll just eat away at me so I just meticulously try to to get all of that down because I would hate bad copy or or sentences or any of that to distract from the story that's that would just be so unfortunate i i think it is unfortunate i think that's like such a smart thing especially for like you said an indie author because we have read someone we're like this is good but also it was distracting mm-hmm. throughout because it, like it's it's like oh you have one or two throughout a whole book like you said i mean any book in the world has a, a few errors just because of there's so many words but um it, I will say as a reader, I appreciate it because it is very distracting for me when I'm like, oh, this, you just repeated the sentence or like, this doesn't make sense really because there's a comma missing or it changes like the way that you're supposed to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Have you had any audiobook and audiobooks? <laughs> yeah, I would love to get into audiobooks. I love listening mm-hmm. to audiobooks, but I haven't jumped in to those yet. Yeah, Shawnee actually exclusively listens to audiobooks now um, for our podcast, which is cool because we get to like review the the audiobook and the narrators and stuff. And I know she's she's like recommended to people on the podcast before doing like for your first one, the um the platform where you get to like share the royalties. I forget the name of it. And she actually used to produce audiobooks on there. Oh um, awesome. Which she said, yeah, what she said is cool because then you don't have to like upfront the money necessarily, but you can Yeah start to get on there as you as you like imagine I mean obviously releasing a lot of books this year but like as you imagine like where you'd like to go in your writing are there some like authors or that you really like or that you kind of mentor you or you aspire to be or not be but like have a career (laughs) like not like you become them but yeah for sure I mean I've he's a completely different genre than me. And it pains me that it's a man that's coming to my head right now and not a woman because there's plenty of those too. Mm -hmm. But I have watched and do watch a lot of Brandon Sanderson's uh, content just, you know, on writing or characters or Mm -hmm. plot. And just, he's just a wealth of information and he's just who you want to learn from. And I just, Mm -hmm. I like um, his creativity and his, creating his books and selling his books and how much he knows. And then he also just seems like a down to earth sort of teddy bear of a guy. And so he's just Mm -hmm. so, you know, cool. And in his like 30 sneakers, like, you know what I mean? Like giving these talks about fantasy and it's like, Oh, you're just so cool. (laughs) Like, I hope like if I ever was as popular as you, I would be that 
cool still, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like down to earth. Yeah. Also, as you said, like great at marketing. I mean, what did his Indiegogo made? Like 20 some million dollars in like four days. Insane. Year? I know. Crazy. Insane. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. And also, I've read a ton of his books. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what my favorites would be. So many good ones. Mm-hmm. He's just really good at what he, he does. I love him and I love Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. I definitely look up to both of them. What's the, aside from like romance, like what's the genre that you would pick up if you were just going to like read a book? Um, fantasy for sure. I love, I love disappearing into a different world and escaping this world since this world kind of sucks. Um, a lot of the times it's nice to go into a different one and and hang out with Faye or with aliens or with, you know, magical beings and vampires. It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather, you know, spend time here than in reality. So fantasy for sure. A hundred percent agree with you. I love fantasy. What, like, would you ever write a fantasy or like a paranormal romance or something like that? Yeah, totally. Um, I definitely want to, and I definitely have some up my sleeve. And then, you know, Ghost, the one that I'm writing for Halloween, has a little paranormal aspect. So I'm dipping my toes in a little okay. bit, you just sort of urban fantasy, not going full on yep. different world. Well, it's totally. just, yeah, just sort of, you know, an extension of our world, which seems like the, you know, safest place to start. So we'll start there and see how weird I get over time. Hey, I always sound to get weird. <laughs> I, I, I think that's, I think that's smart, especially because I feel like a lot of fantasy books, it's like if it's not a series, you spend so much time. Like it's hard to have a standalone amazing fantasy book. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't continue, doesn't have a series, because there's just so much world building that's going on. You know, it's it. I, in my opinion, it's hard to have just like a standalone. So I feel like if you did go full fantasy romance, it's like you have to plan to do at least like two or three. Yeah, two or three thick books. Yeah, thick. Yeah. Books. <laughs> thick. They thick don't books. like them thin in fantasy. They like them thick. You know, yeah. like yes. I like my women thick. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could do like a whole like thick women in space or something like that. <laughs> oh, that sounds hot already. <laughs> yeah. Or like you know how the Fae are always like tall and willowy. Like just be like, no, nah, these Fae mm-hmm. are. Nice Give me some chubby. big, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give me some, some thick meat. queens. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want some dad bod high lords. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. I love dad bods. <laughs> I'm tired of the abs. I'm into the dad bods. I was laughing because someone told me, or I don't know if they told me or just read it somewhere, but that dad bods are the bears of the straight community. And I laughed so hard because I was like, that's so true. That's a good point. Yeah, they totally are. (laughs) Like as you're, as you're reading romance, like, do you feel like your, um, not reading it like more critically in a bad way, but reading it more like aware, like, Oh, I see they used that trope. Oh, I, I like, does that make sense? Yeah. I try to read something 
romance wise that I would never write, especially if I'm currently writing romance. I like, because I still love reading and reading is a break for me. So I, if I read, you know, when I was writing my mafia romance, if I was reading a mafia romance, I'd be, I'd probably never finish it. Cause I'd be like, Oh, mine is shit. This one is so much better. I'm just, I'm going to give up. But mostly I don't, I don't read critically. I read more in awe, like, oh, that word was good. Or like, man, Mm -hmm. that scene was just on fire. Or, you know, man, the way they do sex is like insane, top tier. So I read, I read with a lot of appreciation. Just, I guess I know how hard it is. And, and, you know, everyone is, has their strengths and some of their strengths are not my strengths. So when I read it, I'm just like, wow, yeah, props. I think that's very healthy of you. <laughs> that's like that. Sounds like the healthiest way you could ever read ever read something. I kept Thanks, I mean, it's at 2 a.m. when I've been awake for 12 hours and I'm eating junk food. So that balances yeah. it out. <laughs> that feels right. It feels like a good a good balance. Balance. I want to talk a little bit before we before we go about marketing and how you approached marketing because you do have a huge TikTok following, which is awesome, obviously. And also, like considering that you're only a few years old, you don't have that many back catalog titles yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how did you manage to kind of build all that up? Because I know a lot of authors a don't either don't like making content or <laughs> they're like not sure which content to make or how to to make it yeah so I just started by connecting with readers by talking about books that I love I decided early on that I wanted my space to be uh, a positive one so I don't I don't really go into much negative stuff I kind of stay out of that and I talk about I you know I talked about books that I loved or I made little skits about books that I loved and hyped those up and then from there, writing books and and putting it out there, the things about those books that I felt were important, like, you know, curvy women, plus size women, disabled guys, um, dad bods, disabilities, LGBTQ, and incorporating all of those things in my books and just being like, hey, here it is, like, you guys like it? You want to read it? And it's just kind of, it's taken off from there, thankfully. Yeah. I also think one thing I always want to like encourage people and we even have a hard time with is like, you have to, like you have to promote the same thing over and over because Mm -hmm. someone else might not see it the first time. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be afraid to just keep on promoting the same thing and be like, Oh, people are bored of this. Like I promoted it three times. It's like, well, took you a long time to write the book. So just keep on promoting it because it'll catch someone else's eye next time. A new reader, a new blogger, a new whoever. It's true. That's so hard because it it feels repetitive and it, you know, you feel like you're annoying people or something, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think people are annoyed. I think they want to hear about it and they want to see you excited about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just got to keep going so much. I, I'm learning that so much of of being an author or, or achieving some measure of success at it is hustle. You know, it's like 90% hustle and 10% some talent sprinkled in there. Cause you just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep, keep, yep, keep doing writing it. Books, keep, keep writing, keep, them, keep writing yeah. books, keep marketing them. 
even when, you know, you have those bad weeks where it's like, I never want to write again. This is horrible. Why did I choose to do this? Like, <laughs> this is awful. Um, you just got to like, you got to find it. You got to find your, your love for it deep down and, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I find this myself, like we joined, we didn't join TikTok until like late last year. And I find the same problem of like the most, like, just think like I I'm like I don't think about it first I think about like recording a podcast getting guests doing all this stuff and then at the end I'm like oh I probably should have reviewed that book on TikTok separately than everywhere else I reviewed it (laughs) in this 90 minutes that I reviewed it I probably should condense that into two minutes of thoughts that's tough that's tough and different brains different muscle yeah and then each platform is just so different and you're supposed to be a one person marketing machine marketing Mm -hmm. different on Instagram and then different on TikTok. And then there's Twitter and then there's Facebook. And it's just, it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. when all you wanted to do is just, you know, write smutty books. And so (laughs) you have to learn a whole new full-time career on top of that, that that is one that you didn't necessarily sign up for, or, or, you know, as your passion as the thing you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And now you got to do it every day. Do you have anyone or like, have you thought about getting anyone who like specializes in that, like an assistant or a book marketer who would be like your partner and do all the marketing? Yeah, maybe, maybe someday for now. I think, I think I'm doing okay, but yeah. I, would. I mean, you're doing a great job. I just meant to yeah. free you up for more oh, writing. Yeah. I mean, I would pass that torch, you know, <laughs> especially <laughs> the back end, like, you know, computer metadata, you know confusing things that I don't comprehend very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes more time than you're like, what, what am I doing back here? Yeah, exactly. And again, you're like, I could be talking and uh, writing about a smutty character right now. I could be <laughs> having a, a delightful time in my office. Where do you write? Do you like to write in your office, in bed, on the couch, a variety of places, or do you have like a little nook that's your. Yeah. Um, everywhere on the couch at my desk sometimes in a chair sometimes it just depends on the vibes I'm a mood writer mood sitter on the couch or wherever wherever I feel like there's less pressure I think where I can just not feel like uh, rushed or like I need to write anything good at that moment (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just have to allow yourself to write sometimes and not you know, feel pressure for it to be good. There are plenty of pages I write that I'm just like, okay, this was just like complete trash. And like, why did I waste my time? But then there are days where it's magic. So you just, Mm -hmm. that's the balance, I guess. What was the, what didn't some famous author say, like you have to write bad to write good or something like that? Like meaning like you have to get your first draft out there so that then you can make a good book. Yeah, definitely. And you can't, you know, let writing bad stop you from, finishing it or you'll you'll never finish your book because it's just gonna seem very bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure um is there anything when you're like doing interviews or talking about your book that you wish that people would ask you about your books or about your writing oh man that's such a good question oh gosh you had to hit me with that (laughs) no I think you know, what, what I like to convey as just the essence of my books are 
of course, the spice and the romance and the relationship, but in bringing different bodies and abilities into that equation and, and showing them as hot or sexy and that those deserve a place in these books. That's, that's important mm-hmm. to me. Well, I think you're doing a very good job because I feel like it was, very, they, all the characters were very sexy and like the three MCs of the, the book that I read were all very different, like different ages, different, like ability, just different um, from each other. And also from, for sure, from like the standard kind of body type that you get in a romance novel. And I thought it was great. I think I think also for me as a reader, it helps keep my brain a little more engaged because it's like, you know, you have to like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, how are they going to incorporate that? Or how is that going to affect the character? You know, if someone doesn't have a, a lower leg, like, how does that affect things? Does it affect things at all? Is it a way for them to connect and talk about it? Mm-hmm. So as a reader, it helps, you know, it makes me more engaged with the story as I kind of learning things with the characters, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And in the follow-up to Hot Wife, Hot Life, there's a sex scene with mobility aids with the male character who is an amputee. And I was like, man, like, why don't more people have mobility aids in the shower? Like, you know, shower sex kind of sucks, but like you can make it better if you had like some hot mobility handles on the wall get some grab bars in there like so many options like why aren't these in every house I have told my husband that every (laughs) house we've lived in that you know what we should install honey because you're gonna go to hotels or whatever a lot of times Mm -hmm. they have a bar there so that you know people don't fall or so that people with different abilities can use it and every time I'm like this is what we need at home we need a bench. Yeah. We need a, you know, <laughs> totally. a bar, maybe like a foot stirrup height sort of thing to get my foot. Oh, yeah. But like, I'm like, give me all the <laughs> the extra, like the extra helpers. Yeah. Why not? Like, more, more fun and comfortable. Yeah. Those things can be hot. And, you know, so I had a lot of fun writing that and, you know, being fat or being disabled uh, is never the antagonist in my stories it never will be mm-hmm. because to mm-hmm. me those aren't bad things those are sexy yep. things and you know worth exploring in a hot mm-hmm. way in romance yeah I, I I think I've seen a lot of the comments on your books that people appreciate that like being fat is not I mean it's just like a, a statement it's not like a something they're trying to fix about themselves something that they're on a diet for or something that they're they're thinking, oh, I should change to find someone. It's just more of like a fact of their just body shape. And that's kind of it, mm-hmm. which I've, I've seen a lot of your readers um, were definitely really happy about. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, having other characters just worship their fat bodies, like, come on, mm-hmm. like, that's, mm-hmm. that's hot. <laughs> I think in general, like the thing I love the most about any sex scene is like that other person wants them and I can feel that they want them. Cause that's what, that's all I feel like I want or anybody wants is someone who wants them for who they are as they are, not yeah, what they totally. think they are, but just like, I want you to want exactly this package. Cause this is the package it is. This is it. This is the yeah, package. definitely. That, that desire is the hottest thing. And like, you know, that that's what makes you down for 
anything, trying the freaky stuff, you know, is when someone just wants it so bad. It's like, well, okay, let's do it. Let's try. (laughs) Like you seem very enthusiastic. Now I'm into it. So that, that, (laughs) that whole vibe is like one of the hardest parts about sex and intimacy is that feeling that desire from someone else. And it's for you. And it's like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Mimi? Okay. Me? I'm in, you mean I'm me? Really? Me? Okay. <laughs> Color me intrigued. What do you got All on the right. table for me today? <laughs> exactly. I have time on my schedule and I can pencil you in for this whole afternoon. <laughs> what are we doing? Exactly. How many of those trigger warnings are we going to go through? <laughs> me and you. <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. How many trigger warnings can we get into one book? <laughs> Exactly. Well, Kat, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. I think you guys' podcast is amazing. You guys are delightful. So I really appreciate being here. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, dear listeners, go check out Kat's books and let me know which ones are your favorite. And until next time, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Bye for now, kids. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.